Hello, hello, and welcome to the Finding the Unicorn in You podcast. What a beautiful day to inspire lives. My name is Jaime Gabriel Ragosa, your host, and I am so excited to have you here. Let's get ready to meet some fantastic unicorns and learn how to unleash the inner unicorn in you. Let's get started. Let's get started. So the reason I even decided to do something like this was because I've had a lot of individuals on TikTok and Instagram message me and ask me a lot of questions about what I do and what is it that I bring to the table. So not only do I want to explain what my business is about, but I also want to really hone in on my talents and the talents of other people. And this podcast is mainly like the title says, is finding the unicorn in you. It is meant to help you discover what's inside of you, the talents, the abilities that you have, and able to hone them, practice them, and develop them so that you can become that unicorn out in public. You can become that unicorn in businesses and in your career and in your personal life where people are like, that's the person I aspire to be. And that's essentially what a unicorn is, is a special individual that has something that is very rare to find in nature, very rare to find in an individual. And I think all of us do have that essential ability to shine. It's just, we need a little bit of encouragement. We need that a little bit of a push to allow us to believe in ourselves the way that other people believe in us as well. One of the reasons I decided to even do podcasts is because I've dabbled in a couple of social media platforms in the past, you know, from the dinosaur age of MySpace to Facebook, to Instagram, to Snapchat, and even now in today's era with TikTok. I've always wanted to be able to influence individuals, teach my lessons that I've learned over my years, my very, very long years of life. (laughs) I am very young. I'm actually uh, 30 years old, so it's not like I am young, young, like like a Generation Z, but I'm not necessarily old and ready to retire either. I'm in my prime, I would say, and I would hope that you would think that you're in your prime too, regardless of what age you are. Throughout the episodes, you're going to learn that I actually do focus a lot on age when it comes to generational differences, and that's one of the things that I'm working on and studying on for my dissertations. I am currently a doctoral student at Toro University Worldwide, and there I am working on my my doctorate in human and organizational psychology. I have passed the academic portion, and now I'm getting into hopefully going to start my research. One of my topics that I am deciding to do is how does generational differences in Generation X, Y, and Z affect employee turnover and retention for organizations in social work, child welfare, and human services field? One of the main reasons I decided to even focus in this area is because there's Throughout my research, I realized that there's not a lot of individuals that have focused in generational differences, especially when we've noticed that through generational theory that there's a lot of different components and attributes and traits that certain generations have that are similar to each other. So, of course, it's not the end all and it's, it's overgeneralization to say that every single individual is going to act like the generational cohort they were born in. However, the majority does see that there are similarities. So for example, Generation X tend to be very loyal with their company and tend to stay for longer than three to five years versus Generation Y is a little bit more burnt out and they saw because of the recession and because of historical events that happened through the generation, they've learned that the only way to grow is to be loyal to yourself and to grow grow through different agencies and move and move laterally until you get the position and the income that you want. And Generation Z is like, I don't even want to work. I'm going to do whatever I can, the bare minimal. I'm just going to travel 
travel, I'm gonna live my life, not invest myself in a, in a corporate nine to five job and just go at it. Like I said, not everybody fits in these categories and I'm still learning as I'm going. And hopefully as I find more things throughout my research, I can share it with y'all and we can learn together. But this is not the only things I'm gonna be talking about here. Like I said, I am gonna be talking about things that will help you hone your skills to find that special ability of yours inside. For me, I feel that I have a lot of different abilities and talents, and I would love to share it with y'all. One of, uh, one of which is I love talking and I love public speaking. So for me, put me in front of an audience and I can talk for days. It's very easy for me to be able to share these type of knowledge with confidence because I do have the confidence in myself, but it wasn't always like this. So hopefully I can show you how to build that confidence, how to build those speaking skills, at least on when you end up having the solo podcast with me. There is gonna be times where I'm gonna be inviting guest speakers, where I'm gonna interview them and show you the unicorn in them. What are the certain abilities that they have or what are the certain life lessons that they've had that they can then share with y'all so you can continue learning and expanding your talents and maybe get inspired to do something like they do or like beyond of what they're doing. I already have a guest speaker lined up next week Week. It's one of my very close friends and I such a doll. I love her. She's a good friend of mine I've known her for such a long time. She is a business owner and she juggles so many different things I can't wait to share all the golden nuggets that she has so that you can learn and hopefully get inspired to maybe do that one day So with that being said, I do want to talk a little bit more about myself and explain to you what I do so This podcast is sponsored by Regoza Consulting and that is my personal business that I started on the side. The purpose of this business is to be able to shape and develop individuals and businesses to help them aspire to be a better version of themselves and grow. One of the main missions of this business is to be able to develop and create a community where we respect, honor, and really include everybody no matter what their, their age, race, ethnicity, sexual orientation, or however they wish to identify because at the end of the day, what makes us different makes us special. And that's what makes us thrive and be able to think differently and create better, bigger and better things for our community and for ourselves. I really want us to embrace diversity and inclusion and create a sense of belonging with each other because at the end of the day, if we don't have each other's backs, we're gonna end up creating a community that's not gonna be good for us to live in or even our future generations to live in. I do have a lot of experience working in various fields. I started off, my very first job was actually when I was five years old, I know, child labor laws, but uh, you know, back in the day things were a little bit different and my parents thought that by me working so such a young age, I was going to develop the skills to be able to be independent and help the family to be bigger and better. And my, my very first job was working as a carpenter, um, more of sort of a janitor in a carpentry shop for my grandpa. He owned his own carpentry shop and everyone in the family worked there. For the past two generations, the way it worked is you went to school, after school you went to work, and once you graduated, you worked there full time. Because I was exposed to that manual labor, that intense work, I soon realized that that's not what I wanted to do. And that really motivated me to want to go to school, learn, get educated, and break that ch that chain. Because at the end of the day, we weren't living too comfortably. We weren't poor, but we weren't rich, but we weren't necessarily even middle class. We were in the middle between poverty and middle class. There's days where we would be eating 
the same food, beans and rice, beans and rice every single day. And there was weeks where we would eat out every single day because we had enough money. So it was, it was a give and take. However, that's not the lifestyle I wanted to live. When I was 15, I decided to get certified as a lifeguard and I ended up working in Parks and Rec and for about seven years. And I soon climbed up the ladder from becoming a lifeguard to a lead lifeguard to a pool manager to an American Red Cross CPR and first aid instructor, a lifeguard instructor, to starting to create emergency action plans and emergency preparedness plans in case of natural disasters. And I was invited to conferences to speak on the things that I've done. It was such an amazing and rich experience that I, I if I had the chance to do it again, I would do it all over again because I loved everything that I learned from there and the individuals that I met over the years. However, from that point on, graduated from my, from college and I decided to work into, into different routes. At a certain time, I worked for the police station thinking I was gonna be a police officer. I didn't like that very much, so I jumped into, you know what, I'm gonna be a full-time writer, to being a receptionist, to working in retail, to working in fast food, to being a childcare provider, to being a respite provider, to managing people doing respite, to ABA, to case management, working with criminals, working with victims, working for, for courts as victim advocates. I really did jump around various different agencies and various different industries. However, because of this, I've gained such a diverse background and so I learned through so many different industries of how it is to be a good person, how it is to be a good client, a good employee and a great supervisor. For the past six to seven years, I have been working in the social work industry for nonprofits and private entities as either director, a supervisor or a lead. And throughout these years, I've learned so much on how to be able to be a successful leader. And that's one of the things I wanted to talk about today. Being a leader is a big responsibility and one of the things you should be weary of and I want you to pay attention if you are listening to this and your current position is in a leadership role. If you are being a leader or you want to be a leader and the main inspiration is to control or to have power, don't do it. Because at the end of the day, you're gonna, make, you're gonna do the organization yourself and the staff you're gonna be supervising a disservice. You need to be able to get be a leader because you want to inspire, you want to create positive change, and you want to create growth, not only for the agency, not only for revenue, but also in the individuals themselves. Your job as a leader is to be able to shape the new leaders of tomorrow. It is not to just have them do, master the tasks they are doing now. You have to be able to create a replacement for yourself in case you get promoted or you decide to leave the agency. One of the biggest failures of an agency is not having a failsafe when an individual leaves and all of the knowledge leaves with that person and the next successor needs to reinvent everything that that person had set. If there's processes that work, there's no reason that you should not have them written down in a guide, have them set in a place where it can be repeated. And one of the things that you have to be able to do is create those processes, train individuals, give, the give everyone the opportunity equally to be able to be successful and to grow. And whether they decide to stay with that agency or not, still work with them. Chances are that not everybody in that agency is going to stay long-term. 
the average person to, in today's age leaves their job from one to three years, especially if it's an entry level position. It is a different time. You do not have the 15 year individuals that stay with the company for that long. So because of the constant turnover, you have to prepare for that. You need to be able to conduct proper change management and be adaptable and innovative to be able to handle that constant turnover. However, if you do the following things, chances are individuals will respect you more and want to stay even longer because they can see that there's things that you, they can learn and continue growing. One of the reasons that individuals leave their place of work is because they feel they stop growing. Think about when you were a toddler or you were even a teenager and you had your favorite shoes. These are the shoes you used every single day. Everybody loved your shoes. Those shoes look great on you. But one day you put them on and you notice that they fit a little bit tight. And as you keep going day after day, they feel tighter and tighter to the point where you can no longer put your foot inside that shoe. You were growing and you outgrew the shoe. No matter how much you force it, your foot in there, it's not going to fit anymore. What do you have to do? You have to replace it, find a new pair that you like, and move on with your life. Same thing with businesses and same things with careers. Not one career is always going to be your end all. You, you change every single day through the different experiences you have and it's okay for you to say you know what my time here is done i feel that i've outgrown this position i feel that i've grown up grown this agency and it's time for me to leave but because you have those experiences your staff are also going to have those experiences we should not be mad at them we should not treat them any lesser than if they decide this is not the career i want to do and i want to switch on however it is your job as a leader to be able to work with them while they're still there. One of the things I do as a leader is I have a conversation with my staff from the get-go. Whenever I meet them, whenever I hire them, I tell them, what is your honest opinion on where you wanna be five years from now? Where do you wanna be next year? What do you wanna do? If they say, I don't know, then I said, okay, we're gonna continue meeting and this is a topic that we're gonna keep talking because if I wanna be able to help you to grow and, and prosper in whatever decision you wanna be. And I, told them from, and I tell them very vulnerably and very honestly, if you don't wanna be here and this is a stepping stone for you, let me know so then I can teach you everything that I can so that you can get all the, all the experience and the knowledge so that it can help you in your next position. The only thing I ask of you is to be honest and transparent so that when it is time for you to transition, then we can create a proper transition plan so that we can both be successful. So that you leave and go into your new position with an open bridge in case you ever need to come back or you need me. And then also so that I can create a plan to be able to train the new person to replace you, of course, if you decide to leave. And if you decide to stay, that's perfectly fine too. Just be honest and communicate with me. And then we will, I would happily have you here and I would happily have you help you to leave whatever the choice is yours. There's no reason you should stay at a job because you hate it. Because at the end of the day, there's so many different agencies that can provide you the same or if not more income, just apply and leave. There's no reason that you need to live a miserable life with the miserable boss or with the miserable company just because you feel that you have to be loyal to the agency. The only person you have to be loyal is to yourself. And at the same time, if that individual does want to stay with this agency and they do want to grow, then let me teach you and give you the opportunities to grow and aspire to be better. And if you can one day become the next me, go for it because everybody deserves that equal opportunity to be able to aspire to be 
bigger and better than themselves. And this brings me to a very big topic that I want to talk about, which is the Pygmalion effect. What this phenomenon states is that your thoughts, biases of an individual influence the way that they act and will behave. So let's say that I think that you are a failure because I think that I will then start treating you like you are fa a failure subconsciously or consciously because at this point I don't think you're you're good enough to do a certain task or to do whatever it is that we're doing so I stop paying attention to you I stop asking you for help I stop giving you any direction whatsoever you start believing that you are a failure because then you start failing but it's not because you are a failure it's because I haven't given you the support to succeed so the same thing happens in leadership and it's even more important to be to know this in leadership because you make a big impact in staff's lives so if you think that a staff is not going to work out because you don't like their personality you don't think that they are adequate enough for this position guess what you're stop you're going to stop giving them proper feedback you're subconsciously going to not meet with them as often you're not you're going to start thinking that anything that they do is bad and you are gonna eventually create them to be a bad employee through your subconscious behaviors. So if you decide that a bad employee is going to be successful, you start giving them more feedback, you start paying more attention to them, you start giving them more resources to help them succeed. And regardless of their downfalls, you're like, they're gonna do great. You know, it was a simple mistake versus if you saw them as a failure, like this is why I can never trust you because you're constantly making mistakes. Do you see the difference? You see the difference on mentality, same mistake, but one, you think that, you know what? Mistakes happen, you're human. Second one, no, this is why you, you're, you're failing because you constantly make mistakes. Two different mentalities. And it can, trust me, they affect your employee. They are consciously watching what you say, what you don't say, and what you choose to do. And just know that not doing anything is a choice. By avoiding somebody, you're actively choosing to avoid them. So doing nothing is a choice. Never, by ignoring the individual and not wanting to confront them, to be vulnerable, to be transparent, and telling them what you think is going on, that's your choice. And however, this choice will have its own consequences. So one of the hardest things of being a leader is being vulnerable and being able to speak openly with your staff for constructive feedback. And it's one of the hardest things to tell somebody you need to do better, but there's a way to do it where it's actually going to help them and not hurt them. You need to come from a, a place of sincerity, vulnerability, and being authentically wanting to help them. If you consistently do it that way, you're not going to fail. Nobody wants to be told that they're doing something wrong because they'll feel attacked. However, if you say, hey, I noticed that you're doing this wrong. How can I help you to make that better? How can I be able to be an assistance to you? We as leaders, we have to be able to serve our staff, help them grow, help them develop. And you should never ask your staff to do something that you're not willing to do. If you are new to an industry and it's your first time that you've ever been there, you better learn everything that you're asking your staff to do. One of the most frustrating things for me as a leader is when you see another leader ask their staff to do certain things at a certain time or expect they have an unrealistic expectation because they don't know what they're doing and they've never done it before. Learn what you're asking your staff to do, get down to their level and do it. For example, I've done a lot of case management over the years. 
I have been a case manager. I've low what it takes to build rapport with clients, the obstacles it takes. So when my staff come to me and say, I just cannot reach this client, I have already five solutions or five methods that they can be able to try with that client to see what works. So you should be able to know exactly the industry you're managing. And if this is brand new and you just got the opportunity, it's fine, but act like a sponge get down to the level, go to their visits, do the jobs that they're at, that they're doing so that you can then understand and have the perspective and they'll respect you a lot more for it. If they see that you're in there with them, then it's no longer a you versus them, it is a we. And this is not my problem, this is not your problem, it's our problem. Now, I've been jumping left and right with topics, but it all still ties in with the unicorn in me. And that's what I want to say, that there's certain things that make me special and the reason that I think that I impact individuals' lives in a certain way. And it could be because of my eclectic job history. It could be because I'm Hispanic. It could be because I am gay. Or it could be because I have ADHD. All of these different parts of me make me me and I think contribute for me to think the way that I do, and act the certain way that I do. At the end of the day, you have to be able to speak to people, whether it be your staff, clients, your employees, family members, whoever it may be, with genuine compassion, treating, treating them like a human being that they are, acknowledge that they have emotions, acknowledge that they have feelings. You don't always have to be right, you don't always have to be wrong, and being able to compromise and collaborate with them. One of the things that I do try to focus in with my business is collaboration. And if you haven't checked out my website, like I said, my website is rigosa-consulting.com. In there, I offer three main services. One is consulting services where you can do one-on-one -on -one consulting uh, meetings with me where I can either help you through your life, to reach your life goals, whether it be financial planning, career advice, self-development tools, um, I also do business consulting where I can do an analytics and comparison of how your employees are doing, whether you, they are at risk of burnout, how your management's doing, what are some techniques that I see that are going well or, or bad. I can work with work culture, uh, work development, business development, anything that you, leadership development, anything that you need, just ask. Worst case scenario, I have a lot of networks and I can refer you to somebody that can assist you. So if you ever have a question, just feel free to ask me and I can assist you with that. The second service that I offer is support groups. So there is a free one and there is a one with a small subscription fee. So our, my free group is called BYOB, which is bring your own burnout. Here and for this one, the reason I even I'm offering this support group is because I really want to be able to create a network for individuals from any industry, from anywhere around the world that wants to just log in via Zoom once, twice a month to be able to talk and have a, a, a platform for them to voice out their concerns about their employers and regarding their tasks or their workload and then work together as a group to be there for each other to solve each other's problems and if not redirect them to the right resources where they can these are non-clinical sessions but it is just a place for you to time to to have your voice heard i know not all of us have a safe place or a group of individuals that you're able to be yourself with that you are able to co to complain with or just vent to starting in august which is every first first and third friday of the month the second group that i do is the new supervisors support group so with this one is really helping individuals who just got into the supervisor field and learn how to manage individuals where they can actually learn people management skills learn how to be an authentic leader 
lead by with vulnerability, being able to shape the leaders of tomorrow. So I will teach you the skills that I've learned over the years, plus the skills I've learned through my education. And hopefully we can help each other. And I'm even going to learn things from y'all as you start joining the support group and we can help and grow and prosper together. This one does have a little fee of $5 a month. But with that, you're able to come to both sessions every month and it will allow you to build the network. With this, I do have a free forum where you can ask questions at any time. You're allowed to answer questions if you have a question or a suggestion. And I will be on there a few times a week. Answer any questions that you have about burnout, leadership, career development, personal development, personal growth, and things of that nature. The last service, which is currently unavailable, but it will be available in the next few weeks, is online learning. I am creating an online platform where you can take online classes at your own pace. Some of them are going to be scheduled at a certain time period. Others will be open structured where you can take them at any time that you want. And with this is to be able to develop your skills as a leader, skills as an employee, financial planning, and other skills that you don't really learn in high school or you really don't learn in the everyday, everyday life so that I can help you provide those skills. Those courses will be either free or subsidized cost, so they won't be that expensive so that you can freely participate and enroll as many as you can. With this said, the last thing that I really wanna talk about for this podcast and this episode is tying everything back in with the Pygmalion effect and talking about don't allow others, people's biases and opinions affect who you are. One of my favorite drag queens, Jinx Monsoon from RuPaul's Drag Race, she would always say, water off a duck's back. Don't allow individuals' comments get internalized. Don't consume that negative energy. Don't consume those comments and let them affect you. Be like a duck. Ducks have feathers and their body is made so that when they can swiftly move through water, regardless of how much water goes through them, it just slides off. Same thing. Don't allow the comments to absorb into your soul, into yourself, and then into your subconscious where you are now going through the Pygmalion effect and you're allowing those comments become you. You have to be able to automatically tell yourself that is not true. When someone tells you, hey, you're ugly. Hey, you're not, you're not gonna accomplish that. You, you have to be able to tell them that is not true. I always tell yourself, no matter what it is, that is not true. I know my self-worth. I know who I am. I know what I can give to the community. I know exactly you know, what I represent. So that is absolutely not true. And either say it out loud, say it to yourself, however it may be, but remind yourself that you have value, that you are a great person no matter where you are in your life. Every person goes through several different paths of life and no path is a correct way and it's never too late for you to grow. I have individuals in my doctoral program right now that are in their 70s or 80s and they're getting their doctorate degree. Never is late for you to start for your, to pursue your dreams, whether it be just to reach that goal or to use that that as a stepping stone for you to reach the next the next goal. So make sure that you constantly work on yourself. Don't allow other people to put you down because you matter. You are a person that is going to be able to shine above the rest. Be the unicorn that you are. Stop acting like a horse when you have a horn in front of you that is pointing the way to success. Be the unicorn, act like unicorn, believe that you can do this. The only limit that is stopping you from being that person that you want is yourself. So set yourself for success, be the person that you are. And if you like this content, feel free to hit the follow, hit the bell to subscribe and I really hope that you enjoyed this podcast and look forward to 
seeing you every week as we talk about different topics to find the unicorn in you. Thank you so much. Have a great day and I wish you success no matter what you do. Bye.